Hey folks, Andy Patton here to provide an update on our four Zags participating in the NBA Draft Combine and specifically what the measurements and performances for Drew Timmy and Julian Strother might mean about their future, whether they're coming back to Gonzaga or not. We also hear from Efton Reed in the second segment and I share a heartwarming story from a listener submitted for Fan Story Friday, all right here on the Locked On Zags podcast. Don't go away. You are Locked On Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, y'all? Welcome to the Locked On Zags podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host and longtime Gonzaga podcaster, Andy Patton, here to bring you news and updates on all things Zag athletics. I also want to thank all of you who have continued to make Locked On Zags your first listen of the day. And of course, those of you who have checked the show out on YouTube, if you have not done so yet, just go to youtube.com, search Locked On Zags, and hit that subscribe button. All right, we are talking NBA Draft Combine today. Four Zags are participating in the event this year. That is, of course, Julian Strother and Drew Timmy, as well as point guard Andrew Nembhard and center Chet Holmgren. I want to fo- we're going to talk about all four of them. I want to focus a little bit more on Strother and Timmy since they are still the two players who are weighing whether they are going to stay in the NBA draft and pursue a professional career or whether they are going to return to Gonzaga for at least another season. So how they perform in the combine is definitely a little bit more relevant to Gonzaga fans and certainly other NBA draft analysts in general. I will start with Strother. Strother did not participate in the scrimmage as of this recording at 4 p.m. on Thursday when I'm recording this, he there's no reason that I have seen as to why he did not participate in the scrimmage. Perhaps that is information that is now available. I do not know if there was an injury or if he just decided he did not want to play, in which case that could be good or bad news for Gonzaga fans and for Julian Strother, depending on you know what you want to see out of him. It could be an indication that he has gotten some some level of a promise or at least enough security from teams that he feels confident that he will be a second round pick at least and therefore did not want to participate in the scrimmage for fear of potentially injuring himself or doing more harm than good to his potential draft stock. Uh, It could also be the opposite. It could be that he is starting to lean towards returning. Uh, Again, in that situation, that seems like a less likely scenario. I'm not sure that it's either of these situations, to be clear, but I would be surprised if he felt like he was going to come back to college. There wouldn't be a compelling reason to not still participate in the scrimmage. If he participates and it goes poorly, then that just further solidifies his decision to return to school. If he participates and it goes very well, then maybe he continues to reevaluate. For what it's worth, Strother was quoted after the scrimmage. Uh, he was interviewed by the media and he was asked about kind of where his head is at with regards to returning to Gonzaga or staying in the draft. As you would expect, he's not going to really give, you know, play his cards early in that situation. The exact quote, I'll just pull it here. I pulled it from uh, a tweet from Theo Lawson of the Spokesman Review. The quote is, it's just putting myself in the best position to see if I can stay in the draft, but obviously I'm keeping my options completely open and I'll make an educated decision with my family and my agent. Just making sure we're all on the same page. 
again, fairly cookie-cutter response here from Julian, which is what you would expect. Uh, he's not, he may feel one way or another at this point. He may be leaning in a certain direction. He may be very, very sure of his decision at this point, but there's not really any compelling reason in this situation to make a decision one way or another unless he was going to announce that he is for sure staying in the draft, not returning to school. You obviously are not going to announce in the middle of the NBA draft combine, hey, I'm coming back to Gonzaga. That doesn't make any sense. So the fact that he didn't say, hey, I'm staying, I'm, I'm in, I'm committed. We've seen a handful of players who are at the combine who have made that decision. Kenneth Lofton, or excuse me, I, I can't remember who it was, but there was there have been a few players. Uh, Ron Harper Jr., I know he was one uh, who made a decision that I am staying in the draft. I, I'm foregoing my eligibility. And, and presumably that's because they have heard enough from scouts and analysts already that, hey, I feel pretty good about my chances of getting drafted here. Uh, I've decided I'm not going to come back to school. Haven't heard that from Julian, haven't heard that from Drew, which no news in that regard is probably a good news, is probably good news. Uh, Looking at Julian a little bit more, he's had, he's done very well in the shooting drills, again, did not participate in the scrimmage. Uh, So the the shooting drills, you'd expect him to do well there. Uh, Measurements were pretty solid as well. There were some kind of concerning things. Uh, One really good thing, uh, 51 players did the lane agility drill. Uh, Julian was first among all 51 players for lane agility. Uh, That's a fantastic sign for his overall athleticism. Uh, That's the kind of thing scouts really want to see from a guy like that. Uh, The rest of his numbers were not great, Uh, notably the shuttle run. There was 49 players who participated in that. He finished 48th in the shuttle run. That's definitely not ideal for Julian. He was 31st out of 51 players on the vertical leap, uh, 27th out of 50 players in the three-quarter court sprint. Neither of those are overly alarming, I would say. The lane agility is a good news. The shuttle run is bad news. Kind of a bit of a wash. Uh, All of this stuff is really good content. A lot of people love to discuss measurements, wingspan, body fat percentage, all of this stuff because it's a little bit easier for fans to digest. For some players, it certainly is critical and crucial how they how they perform in certain metrics in terms of their their NBA draft viability for certain players it doesn't matter as much for Julian yes his obviously his athleticism matters it does matter for everybody in the NBA but for him the, the primary skills are is he physical enough to play defense at the next level or is he going to be a revolving door and can he shoot can he consistently knock down shots? I believe he's capable of doing both of those things. I think that if he were to continue to to work really hard in the draft process, there's a chance teams would be willing to give him a shot as a second-round pick. I also think there's a pretty reasonable chance that he's going to decide to come back to Gonzaga, work on those things in college, and then pursue the NBA draft again next year. Nothing that has happened in the Combine has made me feel particularly strong one way or another about Julian. I think... I was probably closer to 70-75% that he was coming back. I'm probably a little bit lower than that right now, but still over 50% believing that he is going to be back at Gonzaga next year. But you never know. Things, these things could change. Moving on to Drew Timmy. Drew Timmy is the only Zag that did participate in a combine scrimmage. Uh, one out of four who was participating in the games. Drew had 13 points, five rebounds, and three assists in the scrimmage on Thursday. That was on six of nine shooting which sounds like the Drew Timmy that we know and love. He did take three three-pointers. He knocked one of them down. Would have been nice to see at least one of the other two go, but 
One of three from deep is 33%. If he's a 33% three-point shooter in the NBA, it's not great. You'd like him to be a little bit better, but frankly, that's also not that bad. So I think you would take that uh, at this point uh, for Drew Timmy. Uh, He had a fantastic spin move around David Roddy from Colorado State. The announcers loved it. I believe the exact quote from the broadcaster was, you you can't tell me there's not a place for this guy in the NBA. Uh, And of course, spin moves like that are Drew Timmy's bread and butter. That is what he is the best at right now. And then the skill that will keep him in the NBA should he make it uh, and stick around in the league. Uh, Some of the measurables for Drew Timmy were pretty concerning. Uh, To be honest, a lot of it was kind of things that we didn't expect to be strong to, to be strong skills of his already. Uh, he was 46th out of 51 in the vertical leap. He was 47th out of 51 in lane agility, 45th out of 49 in the shuttle run, and 42nd out of 50 in the three-quarter court sprint. This shouldn't be a shock. Uh, it's still a little disappointing to see those numbers. Certainly, uh, you'd have liked him to impress, to, to surprise people in the other direction, uh, as opposed to people thought, hey, he's probably not going to test all that well in this stuff. And then he didn't test all that well in that stuff. Some of his other stuff wasn't as bad, notably. Notably, his wingspan is huge. And as we know, anybody who followed the 2018 NBA draft with Brandon Clark, or 2019 NBA draft with Brandon Clark, Apparently, Wingspan is a monumental deal to NBA front offices. Brandon Clark, who was the bounciest dude, one of the bounciest dudes in college basketball, high-level shot blocker, athletic rim protector, but because he was six foot eight with a six foot eight wingspan, he fell far too far in that NBA draft. The Memphis Grizzlies were exceptionally happy to snag him at 21 overall, and you could see why for the majority of this season. Uh, for Drew Timmy, he only measured six foot nine point two with shoes on, so he's not quite as tall as the reports have indicated on Gonzaga's website, which is not entirely unsurprising, but Timmy did have a seven foot two wingspan. That is huge. That's really, really big. And and Drew was never an elite rim protector uh, at Gonzaga, but he was not as bad as people made him out to believe. His his struggles on defense were mostly when he was away from the rim, uh, and he was—he had some challenges there. That's still an area of, of weakness for him, and and the the lane agility scores for him, and some of those other scores, kind of help paint the picture of why that's an area that he uh, has struggled in the past. But his. His wingspan is huge. His ability to be a rim protector. He's not going to be like an elite shot blocker in the NBA. He's probably not even going to be an elite defensive player in the NBA. But he has the ability to be at least adequate around the rim to alter some shots, to grab some rebounds, to do that stuff. And that wingspan is going to help him there. The big number that a lot of people were talking about with Drew Timmy was the body fat percentage. It's worth pointing out that these body fat numbers seem really odd. Some of the, There are multiple players who had body fats under 4%. That's almost certainly inaccurate and potentially inaccurate as much as 5 to 8%. Uh, people, there's one guy, I cannot remember who it was. He, the, he tested at 2.7% body fat. That's not, that's not possible. <laughs> that's, that's not what it is. I'm not a physiologist, but that is, I don't know how they're getting those numbers specifically, but that's, that's a pretty wild number. So if we're thinking that a lot of the numbers are a little bit inaccurate, that might mean Drew's is actually higher than the 15.7%, which is what came up for him. Uh, again, I don't know exactly, but it's a pretty high number. Uh, again, nobody's looking at Drew Timmy and, and shocked that he's got one of the higher body fat percentages. He's a big guy. Uh, and again, th- it's not necessarily a death sentence. It's not a deal breaker. But the body fat percentage being a little high, along with the testing results for some of the speed and agility stuff being a little low, again, it shouldn't be overly surprising. It's not things that we thought Drew Timmy was going to excel at, 
but it's still a little disheartening to see those numbers come down. Does it mean he's more likely to return to Gonzaga? Not necessarily. Uh, I think that him showing up, he looked good in the combine. Uh, he, he or in the scrimmage, excuse me, he did decent in the outside shooting drills. Not great in the outside shooting drills, but he, he was knocking about 45% or so of his open three-pointers. You'd like to see that probably a little higher than that, but that's also not awful. Uh, certainly enough belief by NBA teams that he could develop into a, a good outside shooter at the next level. So uh, I, I feel about the same about Drew Timmy as well. Uh, maybe a little bit more likely that he's coming back, but it's hard to say uh, he could have you know some really, really strong workouts with teams, and that's probably enough for him to feel pretty confident that, that he could potentially go in the second round or at least get himself a guaranteed two-way contract. Whether he decides that's enough to leave Gonzaga and potential NIL opportunities, that's a decision that him and his family and his agents have to make, uh, not one that I am comfortable speculating on right now. But uh, he's, he's got some, some work to do between now and June 1st when he has to make that decision. Uh, Andrew Nemhard and Chet Holmgren were the final two guys. Of course, neither of them are going to return to Gonzaga. So this is more just about what they did or didn't do to help their draft stock. Andrew Nemhard didn't do a lot of anything. He unfortunately uh, suffered a quad injury that kept him out of Thursday's action and is expected to keep him out of Friday's scrimmages as well. Uh, this is a bummer. I think Nemhard would have had the the best the highest likelihood of benefiting from the scrimmages of anybody on Gonzaga's roster. Uh He's he tested okay, uh, but his size is still going to be a question mark. And ultimately, for Nembhard, he's not going to jump off the page if you're just looking at the stats, if you're just looking at the measurements. He jumps off the page watching him, watching how he navigates pick and rolls, watching how he gets the ball and how quickly he gets out in transition, watching his basketball IQ on the defensive end of the floor. Those are the things that make Andrew Nembhard shine. The people who believe Andrew Nembhard is going to be a backup point guard in the NBA are the people who have watched him, not the people who have read the box score. That is where he thrives. So him not getting the opportunity to do that is unfortunate. Now, scouts still watch basketball. They're not They're not like, well, we didn't see him in this 20-minute scrimmage, so we don't know what he's like. That's not exactly how it works, but it would have been nice for him to get the opportunity to compete against some of the players who are considered his contemporaries, other players who who play his position, who are kind of competing for, for similar spots as two-way players or late second-round picks. So it's unfortunate he didn't get the opportunity to do that. Uh, some of the other measurements on him, he measured six foot four and a half, which is a little taller than I thought he was. Wingspan was just under six foot six, so that's a good bonus for him as well. Uh, we talked about Julian Strother finishing first in that lane agility drill. Andrew Nembhard was second, so shout out to Gonzaga's uh, training and strength program for getting those guys to be very, very agile. Uh, that is a big win for them. Uh, Nembhard was also sixth out of the 49 participants in the shuttle run. Uh, he was only 23rd out of 50 in the three-quarter court sprint, which surprised me more than anything else considering how much he gets out in transition and fast break opportunities are usually about three-quarter court. Uh, but obviously there's a difference between just straight sprint and running with the basketball in your hands, which is clearly something Nembhard is very, very good at. And then Chet Holmgren, not a ton of updates here on Chet. He did not participate in workouts. He did not participate in the measurements. Uh, not really any reason to. He's going to be one of the top three players selected in the 2022 NBA draft. Uh, nothing he does is going to really boost his draft stock. Some people have wondered like, oh, did he not get measurements because he's actually shorter than he thinks? Probably not. I've seen the man. He's not short. Uh, there's a picture of him standing next to NBA Hall of Famer David Robinson uh, at the uh, NBA Draft Lottery. He looks just the same, the same height as David Robinson, and Robinson is listed at seven foot one his entire career. So uh, Chet is probably not going to do a whole lot between now and the NBA Draft. He may have some private workouts with some of those top teams uh, to get us, you know, to, to potentially 
you know, try to sell Orlando on taking him number one overall, but it's not surprising to not see him participate out a whole lot outside of that because the risk of potentially getting hurt or really struggling outweighs the reward considering he's already, you know, considered a top of the line draft pick. All right, in the second segment, we are going to hear from the newest Gonzaga Bulldog, Efton Reed. He spoke with KRM's Brenna Green on Thursday. We have the audio clip here on Locked on Zag, so we're going to play that for you all in the second segment. But before we do that, let's talk about Built Bar. Summer is coming. And with the summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags, in your kid's backpack. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you are fueled for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both. Have you tried the Built Puffs yet? We're going crazy for the Puffs. They come in crazy flavors like banana cream pie and even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? And they're only 140 calories. Sign me up. If that's not enough flavor for you, then you might want to try the Mixed Box. The Mixed Box comes with 12 flavors of bars and puffs. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Go to Built.com to get all your favorites. Banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, segment two, still Andy Patton, still locked on Zags. I'm going to play you a clip here. It's about a seven-minute clip that Brenna Green shared uh, with me. It's a sit-down that she had chatting with Efton Reed about his decision to come to Gonzaga. He talks about his game. He talks about what, what he thinks he's like as a basketball player, what the transfer portal experience was like for him. He also gives a ton of love to Gonzaga fans out there who've kind of helped him feel welcome already here in Spokane. So we're going to play that clip for you here in just a second. If I didn't know anything about you in, in playing basketball, just how would you describe yourself as, as a player? I would describe myself as just a very skilled player. Uh, I just want every time I step on the court, I want to win. So I'm a competitor and I just do whatever it takes to win. Basically, I do. Whether that be, you know, setting the screen for my point guard to get the open basket or, you know, talking on defense, motivating my teammates, just everything. I just want to win every time I step on the court. So, yeah. What was Gonzaga's pitch to you to, to come to Spokane? Well, basically, it's just being in a system that fits my my needs and stuff and just seeing the guys who, like, were in that system as a big, as a, as a skilled big, just thrive in that system. Like, why not come to Gonzaga to, you know, be a better player and, you know, be in a winning culture, basically. Yeah. Um, I know, like, there's, you know, you got, like, the Sam Vecinis of the world who who said that they really liked um, this commitment for you. Just, just, I guess, how does that feel? knowing that a lot of people think that, that you could do really well at, at a place like Gonzaga. Oh, yeah. No, it really, it really, how do I say this? It makes me feel like, like, I know I made the right decision in my heart. Like, I know because, I mean, it's the obvious, you know, why wouldn't you go here? You're just like these guys, and look what they did with these guys at your position. So, for me, it's just basically, you know, me knowing in my heart and me knowing with God the relationship I have with him. It's just me knowing that I made the right decision with him because I really, I care. I don't care, really care about other people's opinions. I really worried about my God's opinion, to be honest, because I'm only trying to, you know, 
not impress God, but just do his work and just, you know, follow him and just spread his word, basically. So I just was waiting on that because I know everybody, like, really didn't know anything about my recruitment and stuff in high school and stuff because I really didn't really didn't need the field to, you know, display that. I mean, it really doesn't it really didn't matter to me. Everyone wanted to know, but it really didn't. And then with the, the information they got was from my, my circle. And there was really some, not false rumors or just false, you know, stuff coming in. But for me, it's just about me pleasing God and just following through with his work and, you know, prayed. And I really know that Gonzaga was, you know, in my heart. So why not follow God's path and journey that he has for me? Yeah, you kind of uh, kept your recruitment on the DL a little bit, you know, even in the portal this time. It wasn't like you came out with like a top five or, yeah. or anything like that. That's that's kind of your style. I mean, yeah, but I mean, like at the same time, it's just like I really, I really don't care about the hype. I really don't. Like I've had, I've seen the the tweets and everything. I really don't care about any of that stuff. I know who I am in Christ. So everyone can say anything about you, but at the end of the day. I'm only worried about God's judgment at the end of the day. And everybody's, oh, can we know your recruitment, this and that. I, know, I already know about all the hype and stuff. I've Everyone's contacting me out of the yin-yang about me putting out my list and my, my offers and all that. But it just really doesn't matter to me. I really am a simple person, to be honest. I'm a really private and simple person. I really don't care about all that hype stuff. Um, I like that. Uh, let's see here. Um, what kind of – what are you looking to improve upon coming to Gonzaga? I'm just working to improving on my improving on my game. First of all, improving on my body. You know, they have a great strength, strength coach there, and I just really focus on improving and expanding my game while coming to Gonzaga because you know, I can show that I'm a really skilled big, but I really wasn't afforded that opportunity. You know, I was, but at the same time, it really wasn't. I really wasn't put in position to show what I can do. And when I when I was shown, you know, they saw little flashes, but. For me, I'm just worried about getting better and getting stronger and just helping my team win at the next level, basically. That's what I'm really focused on. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything in particular, like in terms of, of being a post that you really think is, is important for you to up, up your game? Um, just working on everything, you know, because my mentor in Virginia tells me, you know, we're not just a big man in the post. We're a basketball player. Like, we're, we, we want to work on all areas of our game and which I have been working on all areas of my game and just, you know, focusing on what it takes to show my skills and make sure the team wins. And, you know, cause winning is, you know, winning is contagious, man. You know, if you win, you look good, your team looks good and everyone's happy. So, yeah. When you went into the portal, was Gonzaga one of the schools that you were interested in before they contacted you or was oh, that kind sure. of- I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, they, they, they recruited me in high school. So it was really just, you know, it was kind of it was kind of funny how um, you know everything played out, and you know when they hit me up, I, I mean, I was wasn't surprised, but I was surprised at the same time. You know, with everybody trying to you know contact me and just you know get into the loop, and I'm just okay, oh wow, okay, let me really look at this option, see if it really fits me this time. So yeah. How hectic was it being in the portal? It was pretty crazy. Like my phone was getting blown up every day. Like I'll be on the phone with some coaches talking to them and other coaches would be calling me. So it was just, it was, it was a lot, but I already knew what it, I wanted coming into this because I've already done it in high school. So for me, it was just about finding the right coaching staff and the right fit for me. My, not only my, my game, not only my game, but off the court too. So, you know, 
I've always been just, you know, a focused player and just I really want to just hone in, you know, in the development piece at this level. So, I mean, yeah. What has it kind of been like to watch? I mean, you know, I, I know you said you, you know who you are as a human being and all that sort of stuff, but I think the fan base is, is pretty excited to have mm-hmm. you coming. What what has it been like for you to kind of watch that? Oh, no, y'all have a great – Gonzaga has a great fan base. Like, your fan base is crazy, and that's really good because, you know, supporting your basketball team is a, a, a tremendous piece in basketball, college basketball, because, you know, people don't not know, like, when fans come out and it's a home game, like – that really fuels to your excitement. It really makes you play harder as a, as a college player. So, you know, the whole Gonzaga fan base has been opening arms and they've been tremendous. Um, just kind of what's your, what's your message to the Gonzaga fans about what to expect from you? Oh, I'm just excited to play. Like, I'm, I'm excited to get to work, hone in on my craft, develop at Gonzaga, and not only develop, but just get better as a player and as a human being. And I'm just excited. To, to play on that Zag jersey. All right, folks, we're going to finish out the week sharing a listener-submitted story about their Gonzaga fandom. But before we get there, let's talk about Bet Online. The 2022 NCAA tournament is in the books with the win secured by Bill Self and the Jayhawks of Kansas. While the Zags unfortunately fell short of the game's pinnacle week, that does not mean fans cannot remain in on the action. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, segment three. Still Andy Patton, still locked on Zags. This is a, I was going to say new segment. I guess it's been hmm, close to a month now or so that we've been sharing stories from listeners. I started just kind of asking people to tell stories about times they've interacted with Zags, whether it was former players, former coaches, current coaches, current players, or just other fans of Gonzaga. Stories poured in on Twitter, on Twitter DMs. I got emails about stories. It was fantastic and heartwarming and touching to hear everybody's stories about their their connection to Spokane and to Gonzaga. I started sharing at least one per week in the last segment on Friday episodes. It's called Fan Story Friday. Uh, I'm going to share one today. This one comes from Joshua Schwader via Gmail. Many of you follow Josh on Twitter. He has a very active personality uh, on Gonzaga's Twitter, uh, and I kind of want to share his, his really wonderful story here. I'm just going to quote from it here. I am Joshua Schwader. I come from Missouri, and the only thing that got me into Gonzaga sports was Roni Turioff. The big afro is why I started watching, and I haven't quit since. The only thing that kept that train rolling was Turioff coming back for his senior season to be with Brian Michelson so he wouldn't be the only senior on senior night. The selflessness of Turioff and everyone who came after him really made me wear this school, this university, and the Gonzaga logo on my sleeve every day. I still have yet to go to Spokane. I've yet to see or do anything in the state of Washington. Heck, I've never even been west of my own state, but there's not a dang thing I'd rather do than be a Gonzaga University Bulldogs fan. I came on Twitter in the summer of 2020 because I needed somewhere to channel my pride and knowledge of Gonzaga athletics as a whole. I champion all sports from the Gonzaga women's rock climbing national title to Gonzaga men's soccer to the basketball team, the cross country team, back to Gonzaga baseball. 
Every single sport is the same on Twitter as I've always imagined. The greatest community in sports is Zag Nation. One day in the Gonzaga 2021 baseball season, it came to fruition. It was my 17th season being a fan from Missouri, rooting for my Zag sports, and he knew somehow, though I wasn't sure how he knew. I received a DM from Danny Evans telling me how much he loved that I supported the team so emphatically on Twitter. I responded that I'm just a nobody from Missouri, and he told me he wanted to send me an official game hat as gratitude when he got back to Spokane. I gave him my information and was extremely pumped that I was going to get a hat from a Spokane legend. I received his package the next week and inside was a card that read, You are such a loyal Zag fan and we appreciate that you share the same passion and love for the Zags as we do. We would love to see you at a game in the near future. We play at Missouri next year. Little did I know Danny Evans would be diagnosed with cancer shortly after. I would never meet the Zag legend. I ended up buying three days worth of tickets to see the Zags play in Mizzou anyways, despite me knowing he wouldn't be there. However, there was a catch. Snow was in the forecast and threatening to cancel the whole series. It was revealed on Monday night that they were canceling most of the series, and we would instead have one game on a Wednesday at 3 p.m. my time. I was notified by Gonzaga pitching coach Brandon Harmon of all people. Somehow word got around that I was going, and he wanted to make sure I was coming. Just amazing stuff. One of the last things Danny was given before he passed was the 2021 WCC Championship ring. And man, when I tell you I had tears, I bawled my eyes out. Nobody was more deserving. They had talked about how proud Evans was upon receipt of the championship ring. A few days more passed and I shared my story on Twitter and I received a special message from someone who I will not name who stated the following. Joshua, when I saw your story about Danny, I wanted to be sure I didn't forget to let you know. Danny talked often about you. He thought highly of you. I remember the letter that, and hat that he sent. You touched him and I hope you continue to honor him through your work. I again bawled my, my eyes out reading it. It's quite literally the most special message I have received. Gonzaga sports means the world to me. Win or lose, I show my emotions on my sleeves and also keep it a hundred. These are student athletes doing the absolute best they can on and off the court. And I sure as heck do not care what any outsider thinks. This is my team, my school, and Zag Nation has had my back 100% of the time. Gonzaga is not just an absurdly great story overall. They are literally the best story in sports. That is an incredible story, Josh. I literally have goosebumps as I am reading this out loud. I... Uh, it's heartwarming. It's inspirational. Uh, it's worth always talking about Coach Evans and his incredible tenure at Gonzaga for nearly two decades. Uh, and obviously the, the intense sadness that we as a community feel for his passing, the emotion around the, the Patterson Baseball Memorial Complex uh, over the weekend when they played Santa Clara, honoring Coach Evans was truly inspirational and and emotional and seeing this team continue to thrive and be successful after losing a coach who'd been around the program for as long as he had it is very inspiring hearing this story only further confirms how i have long felt about the gonzaga as a whole but specifically the baseball program coach Harmon has always been so good to me Uh, he sent me a hat as well it tells me he's a, he's a longtime listener of the show and, and loves the, the attention that I give to the baseball program. And it, it means a lot to me that that program is the way that they are uh, and that they act like this to, to everybody who, who shows support to this program. So thank you so much for sharing the story. Uh, an incredible way to end the week on Friday. We're going to come back in Mailbag Monday next week. Of course, we already have two guests lined up next week that I'm very, very excited about. You all are going to be excited to hear them as well. So stay tuned for that right here on the Locked On Zags podcast which is of course available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube as well. Finally, 
Thank you for making Locked On Zags your first listen every day. Make sure to go check out the Locked On NBA Big Board. Host Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA Draft, Mock Draft, Player Rankings, and, of course, Big Boards. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, thank you all for listening, and go Zags.